SMQBs, this is episode 111. We have got early overreactions to the NBA playoffs. We got an MLB National League preview. Uh, Milk learns who's in the National League Central uh, when we get this thing started here. But a preview show from the National League. We're breaking it down. We've got a new segment, our buzzer beaters. Is the punchable face of the week going to be named into perpetuity for someone? Got to check that out. And then a good Ted Lasso. Check us out. Leave us five star review. Thanks for listening. SMQBs. This is episode 111. The ones are wild, 111. And guys, I have a question for you. We've got an NFL draft coming up. Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. You can uh, get your draft, your NFL draft info uh, on episode 112 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you like to listen or watch us. But here's my question. Um, who remembers the number 11 pick in last year's NFL draft? 11 pick? Yeah. That's Episode 111. Was it, was, it, was it a commander? Well, it was through the commanders, but the commanders did not make that pick. Hmm. Which pick? 111? No, number 11. Number 11. Oh, yeah, um, that's more interesting than 111. Tell us, would it give it away if you told us what team it belongs to? Yeah, probably, but I'll tell you. Uh, it's the New Orleans Saints from oh. the Commanders. Oh, Is that Olave? Uh, yeah. Olave. Yeah. So, um, Olave, who last year, and here's what he did um, he had 72 receptions on 119 targets, 1,042 yards. Average of 14.5 yards, four touchdowns, a 53-yard TD was as long, um, <clears throat> two wow. fumbles. So not a bad year. With backup um, quarterbacks thrown to him. Yeah, not a bad year for him. He looks like he's going to be a good player. Uh, that was from Washington. Washington traded down and took Dotson. Uh, Dotson looks like he'll be a pretty good player. He did miss about six or seven games last year. With yep. injury, so his stats aren't going to match up to that. But um, it looked like a pretty good, uh, you know. I mean, two guys who are who look like they could be good players for for a while in the NFL if they stay healthy. But yet, um, Chris Olave, number eleven last year. I wonder if we could see who's one eleven here. That, that's, great. that's great value at eleven. It looks like the Titans have eleven this year. I'm sure they'll screw it up. Yeah, and then here, I mean, if you can tell me who one eleven was. Um, oh, of course. Milk, but, you asked for it. I have no clue. It was the New York Jets taking, this was from the Panthers, taking offensive tackle Max Mitchell from Louisiana. And he didn't make the team, unfortunately. I, and never to be heard again. This might be <laughs> the last time 
his sports prowess is ever reported anywhere. And it was on the SMQBs. Good luck to you, Max Pitch. I hope you're uh, actually an all-star and you make us uh, all pro uh, make us look bad. Rooster, where is uh, Olave going in the uh, preseason fantasy draft? What round? I think pretty high now that now that they have David Carr throwing them the ball. Well, you've done a bunch at this point. What, what's his average? Oh, he, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Rooster was on a, a scintillating uh, committee meeting with me not too long ago, and I was texting him saying how interesting I find everything that we were talking about. He wrote back and said, I've gotten four mock drafts done since we started this meeting. So. <laughs> don't be shy. Don't act like you don't know where he's going. <laughs> well, on average, he's 3.2. Yeah, we need to reserve at least 45 minutes for Rooster next week for the NFL draft. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, look, draft next week, NBA playoffs this week. My God, it's going to be the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals. We don't need to talk about anything else. Isn't that it? I mean, oh. it's overreaction Monday. Is that what we where we are? Rooster? Definitely a good weekend for LA teams. That's Congrats for sure. Knicks, man. That's for sure. And and there were some big injuries. I don't think that's an, an overreaction. Um, no, that's got to be the story, right? Sounds like Giannis's injury may not be as bad as it looked. But when you have Giannis and Ja Morant and Paul George not playing due to injury, that's that's a big deal in the, in the playoffs. So, But yeah, the Lakers, everything's falling the right way for the Lakers. They, you know, they Rooster, have, I, Rooster, on the injury front, just to add one, uh, Hero. I think that, yeah, the Tyler Hero one. It's a not bad one. Yeah, I think it's a really bad one for them. Really bad. I hear he broke multiple fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't were, you, know. were you shocked by the Clippers win? Because I was. I was shocked by the Heat win and the Clippers win. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have no Paul George. The Suns should have been able to. I think, I actually think that the Suns combination of two things they look like a team that hasn't played much together um but also monty williams needs to do better i mean i thought he was a really good coach last couple of years but that was not a well-coached game at all let, let me let, let me interrupt you for one second we have hope in the waiting room it is 5 12 how long should we make him wait in there did, did the mavericks make the playoffs <laughs> oh <laughs> is Luca? Let's talk about Luca going to the uh, to the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, Luca's yeah. going to the Knicks. That's we got to start. Pope comes on. All right. <laughs> so let's use Luca to the Knicks. Okay. So here we go. Okay. They can't have that breaking news now, but it's all but a done deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? We'll, we'll let Milk tell him. He'll believe. Yeah. Milk. Milk's our basketball stud, anyway. Hey, I yeah. Thought, I knew before Miller did. Brian Pope, call your office. Brian Pope. Sorry, what? man. Oh, it's happened. It. It's happened. Uh-oh. Did you hear, dude? What? Uh, All Luca, but a done there's deal. Been a big trade. Deal. There's been a big trade. Luca to the Knicks. Luca to yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, like that happens. <laughs> nice try. Check your phone. You don't, you don't think I've been on my phone on the car on the way back from the airport? I, I think I would have known by now. Yeah, we, we thought <laughs> your phone was with many, the driver. How many tickets did your Uber driver get? Yeah. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> All right. The show must go on. Pope, welcome. You're late. Five demerits. Rooster, back to, uh, to the Clippers. 
Clippers, I was shocked. I think the Suns should be be able to beat the Clippers even with Paul George in the lineup. And they've got the two two of the best scoring superstars in all of basketball on their team who did a lot of standing around watching uh, Chris Paul run run a high pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you want those two guys as your primary scorers? I don't think so. Um, so that was the shock to me in the Clippers Suns game and in the uh, Heat Bucks game. Even without Giannis, the Bucks should be able to destroy the Heat. I, I have no idea what was going on there. Don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. I mean, Drew the Holiday heat, and Chris Middleton. Tough out. Yeah, I, I, I think Giannis is a very, very important piece. You look, what we saw is you got playoff Jimmy, playoff Kawhi. Like, I really never want to hear fans gripe about load management anymore. Yeah. This is why teams do load management. So you can get this kind of Kawhi. You can get this kind of Jimmy. You can get this kind of LeBron. You know, it's all about the playoffs. The Bucks gave up 18 points to Kevin Love and 30, what, 35 points to Butler. They don't play any defense. This is Butler time. This is it. I yeah, think Middleton, I, that, Middleton, that injury, Middleton and Drew Holiday are are starting to fade, in my opinion. They're not as good as they were a few years ago. Did you guys already talk about the injury to Hero? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Huge. What did you guys think about the injury to Giannis, though? I mean, it was on another one of these bang-bang, trying to draw charge plays. And I, I just don't think Kevin Love got there nearly on time. No, and this this is how superstars get hurt badly because you get a guy that big and fast barreling to the basket, and you can and the rules now just allow somebody as long as they jump in front of them and actually their feet are planted, it's going to be a charge. That's I, that rule sucks. I hate that rule. There's a lot a lot of talk about trying to get rid of that rule. I mean, it's uh, uh it's going to cost you know John Morant. Who knows how long he's going to be out. I mean, it's it's a, a feature of basketball. I was listening to uh, Bill Simmons and uh, Rosillo blamed it on Duke, which I love. <laughs> he said he said, you know, that Duke started the jump in front, try to draw the charge uh, that the NBA has picked up. And now, you know, it's they're complaining about almost every time you drive the basket, somebody's trying to draw a charge. Well, it used to be that you had to get set and there had to be you had there had to be like a you know, a minute, you know, not a minute, but a moment where you were there before the guy showed up. You can't just jump in front of somebody and, and cause a collision and have that be a charge. It's just wrong. But you want to know something like, this is something I appreciated about the Sixers game against the Nets. The, the NBA playoffs is a grind. It is. If you're going to make it all the way to the end, you really got to conserve. You cannot come out as a sprint they purposefully kept Embiid out of the middle, out of the blocks, out of just bodying people, which he can do and could have scored at will. It's not to say that that injury was avoidable, but I think Budenholzer didn't have the greatest game himself as a coach. I think Giannis was way too physical for game number one against a team that they can easily handle without playing like that. It wasn't a very smart play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I agree with you. I mean, I, I agreed that he wasn't there in time. 
I agree that it's a dangerous play, but I, I think those kinds of plays are going to happen in the NBA. So, you know, you know, House, that's a really interesting point, though, that you bring out. I mean, like, about what what level of of effort do you put out in these games? I mean, so we're through the weekend. There, obviously, we had the play in Bernie, whatever they call that, and then we every every series has got one game under the under their belts now. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It is a grind. It goes on for months, right? I mean, I, I don't even know when when are the finals. They're going to be in like June, it. right? Early yeah. June, yeah. Early yeah. June. So it's months of of basketball. Um, if you're the number one Bucks. Don't you want to come out and step on the throat of the eight seed and and crush them and get some rest time in there as opposed to, you know, well, and look, these guys, these NBA guys, more than any other sport, they take plays off, they take games off, they take quarters off, you know, load management, the whole thing. We've, we've talked about it. But, man, isn't there something? I mean, don't the Sixers, don't you want your team to just roll over the nets in four and move on. You don't want to see that go six games, do you? Well, I think it points to the other story of this weekend, which is the value of bench and roll players this past weekend. The Sixers dominated their game, not because of Joel Embiid, but because their bench was on fire where they could rest their players. You're right that if you want to step on someone's throat and your bench is, isn't contributing, you've got no choice. You, you really got no choice. But in these games, I mean, come on, Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. I mean, that's, yeah. who, that's who carried the Lakers. Meanwhile, the Suns have no bench right now. No bench. They, they don't even have a backup point guard. Right. That's so, so some teams, some teams, Chris, I think do have the benefit of the, at least thinking along those lines, like the Sixers. Um, the Nuggets and some others, but then you've got some some series where they're so tightly matched that it, that they have to play all out from game one on, and therefore you're getting some really good series. Like for example, the Knicks versus the Cavs, that was like a 1990s brawl. That game, it was so physical. The Kings Warriors, I mean, those teams are so evenly matched. Um, the, the, that was just like, a, I think it was 126 to 123. Yeah. Steph Curry was hitting shots like you can't even believe he made them and they didn't win. I mean, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're the, the, and the Lakers, the Lakers, um, Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies were overseeded. They were seated too high. They're not a two, two seed right now. And, and, you know, a lot of that has to do with job being, well, they, they just they fell apart at the end of the yeah. year with all for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, Pope, I, I hope you weren't watching the the post game of the Knicks Cavs. They went. I was going to text you. They went into that studio, and their first reaction was, "Mark Cuban, what were you thinking?" Yeah, their first reaction was, "If you are the Dallas Mavericks, you have to be feeling really, really stupid right now." And I was like, "Ah, that's a little that's a little harsh." But well. In, in defense of Mark Cuban, though, I don't think the Cavs, I mean, the 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 Mavs or the Knicks knew how good Jalen Brunson was. He's playing way beyond expectations. He's so he good right good now. pretty good last year when when, when he was. I, I think, you know, if, if you want to criticize Cuban for not having the foresight to sign him to a big deal before last year, because during the year, um, you know, his dad meddled. I mean, 
his dad was clearly steering him to the Knicks. Uh, at set at some point, it became apparent that they weren't going to be able to re-sign him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he should have had the foresight to sign Brunson to a long-term deal before the season started and taking that out of the equation. How about the Knicks not signing Donovan Mitchell? Imagine if they had Donovan Mitchell on that team right now. He's a superstar. I mean, yeah. he's really so good. That that's going to be a great series. It won't surprise me if that one goes seven. Yeah. But you know, the thing they always say about the jump from the NCAA to NBA is what makes a player different in the NBA is that they can create their own shot. And my God, can Jalen Brunson create his own shot? Sure can. Unbelievable finding a shot on the floor. Yep. Yep. And his touch in that game was amazing. I mean, he he was barely moving the net on his made shots. The the only so, team the only team that played completely true to form in my view in the West was the Nuggets. I mean they they had no problem steamrolling the yeah the T Wolves. Well, it's been a long time. It's been a, I don't it's I think it was the bubble maybe uh, since the three of them with Jokic and and uh, and Murray and Michael Porter Jr. played together yeah in the playoffs and if they're healthy and playing together. I mean, I think we might have underestimated. I mean, this is game one overreaction, but I think we might have underestimated. We all all season long, we're like, ah, Nuggets, who cares? Right. But together, they're pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, I want to go off script a little bit here. If there's one team that you do not want to see in the finals, who is it and why? And what I mean by that is who's your villain team? Not who are you afraid really? of playing? I mean, who is the team that you just hate and you just you, you just can't stomach seeing them in the finals or seeing them winning this thing? Milk, go ahead first. I, I know what your answer is going to be. Obviously, the Sixers. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's so gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are all going to say the Lakers. I know it. No. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the lead for sure. House, yeah. come on! Who's I mean, your villain? Who tell us who's your villain? I mean, if you don't have a team, who's your player villain? Yeah, of course, of course, I can't stand the Celtics. I mean, I, I for the Celtics to win it all would make me puke for days on end. But uh, out, but there's, but you don't, you can't really hate those individual players. They're, I mean, who do you hate on the Celtics? Marcus Smart is a jerk. Uh, Marcus Smart can, can get under. Your yeah, side. he's he's yeah. a little annoying. I'll He's an agitator. That. I'll give yeah. you that. I'll give you that. But but I'll tell you, if anybody comes out of the Grizzlers, gri, Grizzlers, the Grizzlers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Grizzlers. The, yes, the combination. If the Grizzlers, if one of those two come out, that would not be good. I I went from loving the Grizzlies last year to really this jaw thing has turned me off. Desmond Bain is being such a little prick, and uh, I mean, I, even after the game against the Lakers, Desmond Bain was like. Oh, uh, you know, Rui. Yeah, I think that's probably his career game. Uh, it's a seven-game series. Let's see if he can do it again on Wednesday, dude. You just lost, and he just right. smoked you. Right, right. Nah, I don't. Oh, want to... You got one. I didn't have one until last night. Oh, and now uh, it's the Knicks. No, no, it's the Suns. Mm. You know, I forgot how much I hated them last year during our playoff run, but they're just a bunch of assholes. Wow. And I've always hated Chris Paul. Always hated him. Wow. Because he's, huh. you know, 
the guy that draws the foul that doesn't get touched and complains when he now of course I got Luca so you know there's pot kettle but um and you know Booker just just rubs me the wrong way and and those guys uh in that game against the Clips and I don't like the Clips uh I would have maybe have said the Clips but uh, I actually am <laughs> rooting for the Clips over the Suns so I I don't want to see the Suns in the finals I cannot stand Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. I don't want to see Kawhi Leonard win another playoff game if it's at all possible in his entire career. I hate that guy. I hate everything about him. I can't stand him. I, that's it. That's the villain. He's the worst. I don't want anybody who forces his way out of playing for Popovich. Is there's something wrong with you? And I can't. I can't support him. I hope he never wins another basketball game and certainly another another playoff game. Rooster, what do you got? I really, I just, I really don't have a villain out there right now. Oh, uh, come on, so weak. Viscerally, viscerally, I always, I always hate the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. There we go. Can't really tell you why right now. I, I don't hate LeBron. I just hate, I just hate the arrogance. Um, so I hate the Lakers. I don't. I hope the Lakers lose. To the why Grizzlies. Are you guys surprised? Why were y'all y'all seemed a little surprised, maybe not shocked, by the Lakers winning that game? Was it because Memphis was did so well this year? I mean, when I as a neophyte NBA guy, I look at the Lakers lineup. I'm like, damn, they had a lot of time. Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, but think that's a recent lineup. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think it's anybody was surprised that they won that game. I think it's like if you look at the season where they started. Who was on the team? Yeah. How they couldn't do anything? The injuries they were having—they were a mess. I mean, it, it, if the season was ten games shorter, they wouldn't have made the playoffs, right? Right. I mean, right. and so they now the lineup is completely different, and this is what's so odd about the NBA. I mean, the way the way teams plug and play—you know, different players around their two or maybe three stars—lets them rebuild a roster between trades. And then when guys, you know, uh, uh, get signed out, get bought out of their contracts and go somewhere else. Right. So I don't think it's that anybody's really surprised that they won that game or that they'll even win the series. I just think looking back on the season, what a roller coaster for that yeah. franchise. The Lakers had four guys score more than 20 <laughs> points in that game against yeah. the Grizz, which is the first time in a, the Lakers have done that in the playoffs since 1988 when they had. That's, wow. Magic, Kareem, James Worthy, and uh, Byron Scott wow. do it. That's crazy. That's because Kobe took all the shots. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, there weren't any shots for anyone else. By the way, honorable mention villain is Trey Young. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like Trey Young. Oh, Trey Young. But, but, uh, but there's no the concern Hawks. that he's going to be in the finals. No. So I didn't, didn't even yeah. occur to me. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. All right, guys. What else do you have on, on NBA? I mean, it's just getting heat up shit we're going to be talking about this tonight though is, right. tonight is a massive game we'll be with uh Six. the kings and warriors yeah yeah i mean warriors need to need to win that game they do don't want yes. to go down oh two to back to oracle you know the crazy thing about that series is that people are talking about you know obviously the warriors are the defending chick but people are talking about this upstart kings team i mean they are the three seed and the and the Warriors are the sixth seed, and you know the Kings are favored. I will say that no, the Warriors are favored. That whole yeah. scene, yeah, the Kings are like the Rodney Dangerfield of, yeah. of of the West. We didn't we didn't give many respect on this pod 
We you guys never have talked about the Kings. Right. No. We, were, we were like, there's no way to keep the three seed. There, someone's right. going to catch them. The Suns it's, will catch it's them. It's a good, yeah. once you watch oh. them, it's a good team. And I always love um, almost in any of the major sports, seeing a city that's been starved for so long. It's been 17 years since they had playoff basketball. The place was nuts. Did you see the, More the, the video of that? Light, light the beam? Yeah. Stuff? Oh yeah. my God. It's like, it's like Disney World down there. I mean, I think we're seeing the emerging superstars in Duran Fox and Malik Monk. I yeah, mean, these guys—they have and, the ability to to be top ten players. And I, I don't think I've seen Duran Fox play maybe more than a highlight reel before that game. Well, because they don't get the they don't get right. the uh, the publicity now. Now that they're, I mean, this this is their opportunity. And, and by the way, Sabonis had a poor game by his standards. Yeah. And if he plays well, they could really make some surprising moves in the West. Yeah. You know, there are already people talking about what happens to the Warriors at the end of this year. They got four guys who are really highly paid and old. So what do they do with that team next year? Let's not bury them quite yet. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But even if they win, they can't afford to keep all those contracts. And they have funny. they really have five huge contracts if you count Jordan Poole. Yeah, well, I mean Draymond's as good as gone, right? I mean, I, yeah, gone. his back's He's a mess. Gone. But what about Clay? Uh, Clay, <clears throat> you know, can they afford to keep him? That'll be interesting to see. I would let I would keep it. I would keep uh, Steph as long as he can and build around. Oh, a- a- absolutely, yeah. Pool and absolutely, Wiggins and build around Pool and Wiggins. <clears throat> so Sixers Nets tonight. That's the early game, then Kings Warriors. Kings yeah, don't, Warriors. Don't worry about the second one. You won't be watching it. <laughs> it starts what, at no. 10 o'clock. It starts at 10 o'clock. Nine o'clock my time. I'm going to watch that game. <laughs> that's that's way way I'll report I, back I, on it. I might be watching the Bruins kill the Panthers just, just so I have some ammunition for next week. When well, look at him go. Moose. Oh, well. When Moose oh. comes around. All right. Anything else on NBA, guys? Nope. All right. Well, let's kick this off. We're, we're going to do a little uh, National League uh, preview. We haven't really dug too deep into the into the uh, different leagues and, and divisions. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you'll see that Milk came prepared to talk about the American League Central. Uh, so this will be interesting. I'm ready to go with um, Minnesota. Nobody told him that Minnesota is in the uh, American League, apparently. <laughs> been a long time. Uh, well, well, you are the defending uh, uh, NL uh, pennant holder. Uh, go ahead, and why don't you kick it off with the East? Well, it's going to be a tall order for the Phillies to uh, get the pennant again with all their injuries. But but I do think the pennant in the National League will come out of the NL East. Um, they have two really, really top five top six teams in the whole major leagues and the Braves and the Mets. Um, I think for the Nats, who I belovedly call the Expos because they should have never really moved from Montreal and the Marlins, it's about the future. Um, they do have the, the Nats have, have some nice young pieces, but they have next to no power. They, they have eight home runs in baseball this year, which is the same amount that Pete Alonso has for the Mets. Um, they, 
they have a nice piece in a catcher, Kiebert Ruiz, and Victor Robles is still only 25 and is batting 300. And they've got a, a nice right fielder and this kid, Lane Thomas, who's showing progress. And they've got a pitcher who was once considered one of the best prospects in all of baseball that nobody talked about for a while, Mackenzie Gore, who's starting really well, um, 2-0 with a 3-point ERA. But they're going to be the bottom of the National League, and it's going to be a rough rough go, I think. And they got to just build their build their farm and, and uh, try to get some young players. The Marlins aren't much So diff- wait a minute. Sorry, you're putting the Mets ahead of the Dodgers and and San Diego in terms of chances of winning the. No, I didn't hear that. Nationally, I, I top six team in the Major League Baseball. I think it's. I first of all, I definitely think the Braves are. And as far as the Mets, I mean, we'll get to this, but they haven't really even got going yet with Scherzer and Verlander. Right. I mean, I I think the Mets already starting out pretty well, and they haven't really kicked it into gear. They're going to be dangerous. I think we know that they'll choke, but I think they'll be there near the end. Um, the Marlins. The interesting story about the Marlins is, uh, I I know I know Milk has this because he's got the Twins behind him. But did you know who the AL batting champion was last year, Milk? No. Oh. He was somebody from your twins team, the Luis Areas. Mm. And this guy who, you know, people don't talk about because he was on the twins, American League. He is killing. He is he's batting 471 for the Marlins, and nobody's within 50 points of him. And he's never batted below 294 in his five uh MLB seasons. He's a true hitter. And so the Marlins have that, and they have another really stud. DH first baseman Garrett Cooper, who's also batting 337, very, very talented player. And they've got a couple young pitchers and Jesus Lazardo, Lazardo and um Alcantara, who started terribly, the reigning Sayel, uh reigning and El Cy Young. But the Marlins aren't going to be anywhere. The Phillies, it's really about how much they can come back from injuries. They've They've lost their first baseman, Reese Hoskins, for the year. Their backup first baseman tore his ligament, Derek Hall. They're they're basically trying out people at first base. You know, they're platooning people like Roger Clemens' kid, Cody Clemens, and, you know, Alec Bohm is sometimes playing first base. They don't have much of first base. That's a big deficit in a park like that. Um, they lost their the number one prospect in all of baseball, Andrew Painter, who probably won't pitch this year. Uh, and they don't have Bryce Harper yet. Still, they've got four players, Bryson Stott, Trey Turner, Alec Bohm, and Brandon Marsh, who are batting 338 or better. They are really hitting the ball. They're first in average in Major League Baseball. They're first in hits. They're second in slugging. They're second in OPS. But their pitching right now stinks. Wheeler and Nola haven't gotten it going. And I'm pretty sure you've never heard of Bailey Falter or Matt Strom, but they're in their five-man rotation. Exactly. So. What about your your relief pitcher, your closer? Our relief, our relief pitching is okay. Um, they haven't really faltered that bad yet this year. It's it's a mix. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Alvarado. Um, our relief pitching should be okay. It's really, if our starting pitching doesn't get going, we got to catch up fast. They've got to get to the all-star break close to 500, a game or two above. And then then let Bryce kick in. But the story in the East is definitely what the Braves and Mets are doing. 
like I said, Scherzer and Verlander haven't even gotten going yet. And they've got Tyler McGill and Kode Sensa, the kid who came over from Japan, who are, you know, undefeated. One McGill, 2.25, Sensa, 3.38. They're pitching very well. The Mets bats have been pretty quiet other than Lindor and Alonzo. And they're still, uh, you know, four games above 500 and second place in the East. But the Braves are who we thought they are. Um, they're just so talented. They're so young. They're so built for the future. Uh, their pitching is on fire with Elder and Morton and Strider. They're batting. Acuna's batting 373 and Olsen 313 and Riley 322 and Arcia 333. And Diarno was batting 333 before he got hurt. And and then the, you know the, this kid from uh, the A's comes in the backup catcher Olson and and uh, not Olson um Sean um what's his name he comes Murphy Sean Murphy comes in and he's killing the ball um I think the Phillies I won't say they got lucky they just caught lightning in a bottle they they played their best possible baseball against the Braves in the playoffs last year because otherwise the Braves are. They're a force. I, I really and Max Freed just came off the DL too. I'm freed. So I, I just think the Braves are going to be a runaway train. And if they stay healthy, it's going to be them and the Dodgers squaring off in the National League. And that, that's the NL East for you. I mean, I think, I think the biggest difference between the Braves this year and last year is that Acuna is healthy and he's starting in the beginning of the year. True. He, he makes that offense run. True. That all may be true, but we're we're only four series into the season, and the Braves have played the Reds, the Nats, which, no offense, Bison, the Nats may turn out to be the worst team in baseball this year. Oh, yeah. And, and um, who else have they played? Yeah, the A's are awful, too. So they played <laughs> the Reds, the Royals, and the Nats, and one other one other team. No, so no. Th- so I, I, that's a good point, Rooster. They So they played the Padres, who are – We'll talk about them in a minute, but obviously they're loaded, and then they play the uh, Astros. So we'll we'll find out some more in the next six right. games. Right. Sort of was my point about the Rays. Stop downplaying teams that have had easy schedules. The Rays have played the three worst teams in baseball. You tried to sneak that in on an NL preview. They played the three <laughs> worst teams in baseball, and the Red Sox were in last place, and they finally play a winning team, and they – Win one out of three. 14 and two. Thanks. <laughs> Talk more next week. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Mets, I don't know. They're just the Mets. That's the right. Mets. That's exactly the right. They're the Mets. They're going to they figure the out a way to injure all their pitchers and suck by the end of the right. year. Right. Exactly. But you, exactly. Have, you have to think they're they're. Wild card, definitely. I mean, definitely. I don't think they'll win the East, but I think wild card. Let's not forget definitely. that they did lose their closer in the World Baseball Classic, which yeah, may hurt. celebrating that thing yeah, celebrating. Thank God. which may hurt them down the road. Don't have to hear damn Tommy trumpet. <laughs> it's it's major triage for the Phillies, though, House. Just like you said, just get just just you know, gotta survive. Keep your head above water. They don't have a. I think all of their starting pitchers have an ERA over four. Correct. Correct. Yeah. No, it's it's hard to win without pitching in in baseball. I think hey, uh, that lineup. Hey, Milk, do you know which team so far this year has not lost a series? Uh oh. 
The Yankees. Aren't we doing the American League next week? Yeah. Can we can we <laughs> stick to the National League? Milking into the American League here. Do you need a just yeah, milk? Do you need a little more time, or are you ready for the Central? I am not ready. Should we tell them the teams that are in the Central? Yeah. So so the National League Central. We're gonna do this as a group effort. Is made up. Sure. The Brewers, uh, what do you, Mil- Mil- Milwaukee, the Cubs, the Pirates, the Cardinals, and the Reds. I mean, God, that's got to be the most uninteresting division in baseball. <laughs> wow, gives a shit. Well, other than the Cubs, other than the Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's the eleven and five, and the Cubs. Well, one of the reasons that it's it's uninteresting is because of O'Neill Cruz, right, and and his injury yeah. to the Pirates. We talked about that last week. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's just. That was one of the most interesting, intriguing, exciting young players uh, to watch. And poor Pittsburgh, who doesn't really have um, much to live for, baseball or otherwise, quite honestly. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, apologies to Pittsburgh. Sorry, Steelers yeah, fans. Yeah, apologies I mean, to those listeners out there. Wow, just, yeah. just saying. Well, but, but I guess you know, you're not I mean, a Kenny Pickens fan, huh? <laughs> Pickett. Um, Pickett. Yeah. What, yeah. So George Pickett is Kenny Pickett. Yeah, it is really pretty <laughs> uninteresting, isn't it? All right. Enough for the central. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, I, you know what? Uh, the Cubs made a couple interesting offseason moves with Dansby Swanson and Ian Happ. And I, I actually think that they could make a little bit of noise also if they're pitching stays okay and comes around. I, I don't think we can, normally every year we can write off the Cubs. Clearly the Brewers, are the class in that division, but I, I don't think we can write off the Cubs this year. I think they got a shot. Well, don't count the cards out. They're always, yeah, they're, they're always in it at the end, at, at the end that, you know, at all-star break, they're going to be down like six or seven games and they'll make a run. They always do. Brewers just took three out of four from the uh, Padres. So they, they must be pretty good. Baseball is better when the Cubs are in contention. Yeah, I mean, we Agreed. better say something nice about the cards, otherwise Tad will get all upset and everything. But the reality I just did. is, you did, good job, Pope. But the reality is, Tad, they're going to suck because they they let some people retire because they needed to in the off season, and it's just not your year. Sorry, buddy. They should have brought Matt Carpenter back. What? Yeah, man, that guy had a great year last year. He's fifty years. Well, old. St. Louis people love him. You know, St. Louis had a chance. I think they were in on the. Um, on the Juan Soto sweepstakes at the trade deadline last year and didn't make it happen. Uh, and so, you know, they'll, they'll probably, you know, that we'll talk about Soto in a minute here because he's not really been Juan Soto since he was traded, but still that, that was a big moment for them. And they, and they, you know, they didn't make it happen. They, they pulled back off of it. So uh, that would be a much, that. much different looking team uh, if, if Soto was there and you'd be, you know, you'd have something interesting to, to root for. Maybe we'll get a Juan Soto retraction. I'm looking forward to it. No, 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 no. Don't get crazy. <clears throat> All right. So the central took up exactly 96 seconds. Uh, and that was probably 84 seconds too long. Go Brewers. Um, go Brewers. Yeah. Okay. Go so go let's look at the West. You know that the Dodgers. Loaded have won eight of the last nine. Um, and in 21, when the Giants uh, 
won the division. They lost in the NLDS to the Dodgers. So the Dodgers have owned, owned the NL West. Uh, and the question is, you know, did San Diego catch them? Are they, are they past them at this point? I mean, the, you got to say that for both the Dodgers and the Padres, anything short of winning the World Series is complete failure, right? I mean, the Padres are just loaded. I, I mean, the, their offense is outrageous, right? I mean, the, let, let's look at this. It's We've got Machado, Soto, Tatis Jr., Bogarts. I mean, they added Nelson Cruz, who's a thousand years old. He's but still, still playing. Could have, he could still he knock could the still ball. Have 30, he could have thirty home runs that thing. this year. Yep. Um, and then you know, I think one of the other stories has to be who the Dodgers lost. Lost, right? Right. I mean, they lost Trey Turner, who's the best shortstop in baseball. There, I said it, House. Um, Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger, and the pitcher, uh, you know, and their and their pitcher who likes to punch women in the face. Oh, oh, oh. Bauer? Yeah. He's plays Bauer? In guy who well, plays yeah. in Japan now. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, he's he been out for two offer. years. <clears throat> so, I mean, the Dodgers are still good and, and they'll still be a playoff uh, postseason team, but it's gotta be the Padres to lose. Now, I guess the question for the Padres is, is really going to be about pitching. Uh, what can they do, you know, with their pitching? Um, so, you know, I mean, who, Darvish, who knows? Darvish is 0-2, but he hadn't had any run support. Right. And, you know, it, to the to the point about Soto, I mean, Soto has not settled in since he was traded. And uh, he's not performed at, at his at his level. Uh, that includes last year and the start of this season. So will he get that, you know, will he get it back? Will he... Um, live up to to what statistically he has done for his entire career you probably have to think yes um because it's not just one or two years to go on he's got a pretty good uh uh five-year record to look at um but you know you got to think it's the Padres division uh to lose even with you know even with the Dodgers and that's saying a lot now I think I think if you look at some of the predictions uh, people still think that the Dodgers win a game or two more um, based on some of the simulations. But I think it's San Diego's uh, to lose. I think Arizona will have a good team and the Giants are going to have a good team. Um, Colorado is fighting to uh, outpace the Nats towards the bottom of the of the National League. But Arizona and San Francisco are going to be good baseball teams. And that that could be a fun division to watch don't be stunned if Arizona makes a little bit of a run and one of those teams the Dodgers of San Diego have a drop-off for some reason and Arizona emerges uh, as the next best team in there but I, I think you're going to watch realistically the the Dodgers and the Padres battle this out till the last uh, last series of the season by the by the way you guys talked about schedule in the beginning the Padres have basically started out with the Diamondbacks who actually lead their division and then Braves, Mets, Brewers, and they're going back to the Braves and the Diamondbacks. I mean, that is a gauntlet to start with. Uh, But 
Bison, I don't know. I mean, I I know that you're a Soto sexual, but he's batting he's batting 172. Ooh, below the Mendoza line. He he has not played well since he got there. I think we might want to just roll up that red carpet just a little bit for the Hall of Fame entrance that you have waiting for him. <laughs> he's got Oh no, you're crazy. You're crazy. Why? He, what he did, if if he stayed the player that he was in Washington, I absolutely agree with you. If not, if this is the Juan Soto, a two two twenty five two fifty hitter who does nothing in the playoffs, then what? Don't well, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You're 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 right. I'll give you that. If he if he completely falls apart and becomes you know below mediocre, yeah, okay, that's that's fair. Um, but I mean. That's not what's going to happen. I mean, he's he's one of the greatest offensive players that's played baseball. I mean, he is through this point in his career. And, and again, you never know. I mean, guys do fall off, but he is in the rarefied air of, of the greatest hitters to ever play. I mean, he's right up there statistically with guys like, you know, with Ted Williams. I mean, it's true. These are statistical truths that you can look at. I mean, batting average is, you know, come on, man. You sound like a boomer the... up there. Wait, Rooster, we lost your audio. Yeah, but what, Rooster? Hold on, am I back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're back. back. Yeah. Your sample size is so small for him. He, you know, Ted Williams had a long career of batting like that. Right, Soto but had I'm a couple of good years. To, through the same number of years. Oh, okay. That's the okay. thing. I mean, comparing him to the same number of years, um, I mean, he's right there with the great with the greatest hitters. But you Tony wins. You agree with the, the with this Padres lineup? If this guy doesn't hit between two eighty and three twenty with thirty home runs and a hundred RBIs, I mean, this lineup is right. like so oh, well yeah. protected. Well. Yeah, he's so. Oh protected. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, well, maybe Tatis his... coming back is going to help him. Yeah, Tatis is coming back along with Bogertz and Machado. I mean, come on. His, um, I mean, his, his OPS is still 944 for his career, and he's down to 731. So, you know, he's going to get back on track. That's such a huge gap. You're not going to see that drop off uh, this year, that, that huge of a drop off. So he'll be fine. Soto will be fine. And if not, He'll sign back with Washington next year. It'll it'll be beautiful. <laughs> so, so Bison, do you do you have any hope for our friends Matt and Elise out in the Bay Area for the Giants? I, like I said, I think they're going to be a good baseball team, um, but I just I don't see them cracking through. Um, th- that division though, they're going to beat each other up a little bit, right? What does everybody plays thirteen games against it, your your division within your division against yep. each other? Um, I mean, they're the, that division, they're going to beat each other up and that might let a team like St. Louis snag a wild card, uh, because they've got easier games than having to play in the West. So, like I said, I, I think the giants will be a good baseball team. There's some good players, uh, there to watch. Um, but you know, I, I don't, I just don't think they can compete with the Padres and the Dodgers. Bison, did you know, um, about this Diamondbacks closer was it Chafin? Is that his last name? Eric. Before this year, <laughs> yeah. Andrew Chafin. Wow. I mean, the guy's like 
a dominant closer this year. I'd never heard of him before. No, I, 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 I was not familiar with him. I don't think we're talking enough about the Diamondbacks. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. I think they're for real. Did, what? Yeah. Wow. Well, Bison said that Chris talking like, in the second place. If, if we're going to use recent yeah. analysis of schedules, did you see their opening schedule? This is not like they played the Dodgers, I think, eight times already mm-hmm. and won the series. And, and they're nine and seven. Yeah, they, they won. They won like five out of eight. And they just beat the Brewers in a series. I mean, they've played top level teams. I, I think if Josh I Josh Rojas is for real. Oh, you know this guy? Yeah. Who's their manager? Do you know? Arizona? Yeah, it's not Matt Williams anymore, is it? No. Oh. Uh, who is their manager? By the way, is 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 uh is Nerdorami well, Diamondbacks fan or no? Don't know. He's probably a Yankees fan. I think he's a D backs. I think he's a D backs. He's probably a Yankees fan. I the mean, only... they could have they could have the uh um the rookie of the year, right? Or or and he could Corbin Carroll could be an MVP candidate before it's said and done this year. Yeah, I mean, he could be the best year. player in the majors. Surely you guys know and like Tori Lavulo, right? Yeah, that's that, that's their manager. Tori oh, really? That's amazing. That is pretty amazing. Come on. Tori <laughs> What's his background? But 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 do watch, but do watch Carol, Corbin Carroll, who will be a really fun young player. And actually, the Diamondbacks, I think in general, their farm system is loaded. I mean, I don't think this is their year to, to make the playoffs, but the next couple of years, they should be very, very good. Very yeah. good. So are we are we making our predictions for the uh, divisions in uh, National League? Pope loves a prediction. He wants everyone it. on the record. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, Before let's we do it. the predictions, I have to confess yeah. uh, about the Cardinals that until you had sent that text the other day about this guy Jordan Walker. Oh he, yeah, I, I'd never heard of the dude, and and I I don't know maybe maybe I should have, but this this guy is freaking scary good. Oh yeah. It's, so that I'll I'll shout out Jordan Walker's the 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 uh, future of the Cardinals now that the uh, now the big guns are gone along with well, along with Goldschmidt and Arenado. But there you go, Ted Jordan Walker. Nice. I love there him. you go. So what's he? Let's see what's he hitting right now because he was bananas on fire. Uh, let's see. He two sixty seven. Oh, he's cooled off. Yeah, he has cooled off a little bit, I guess. Hmm. He'll be fine, though. Two home runs and eight RBIs. Meh. Meh, but, but he, yeah, but he, he hit, like, safely in, like, 10 straight games or something, right? I mean, wasn't he? He started the season off just ridiculous. Small sample size. Well, you guys oh, do boy. know that, Bry- that Bryson Stott has a 16-game hitting streak for the Phillies. Oh, really? Every oh. every game every game of the season so far. So if that gets beyond twenty, that could get fun. Yeah. Give me get past. Well, 30. I mean after thirty. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Double it up, and we'll we'll mention it on yeah. the pod again. We'll that's fair. Yeah, that's we'll fair. cover it on the pod. That's fair. All right, let's do our predictions so Pope can tell us that the Braves are going to win the World Series. No, not doing World Series this week. We got to just do a National League. Oh, you're, you're, well, you're just talking. We're just talking about the winners of the division. 
No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get our team to the world series and then we'll have next week. We'll have a world series team from the American league. And yeah, okay. Make our calls. okay. All right. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Pope. All right. Well, I got the division. Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. This is your world. We're just living in it. I got the division winners as, as Atlanta, Milwaukee. And I, I think I'm still going to buy stock in uh, San Diego. Although uh, my head's telling me the Dodgers. Uh, and then the and the wild cards are going to be the Mets, um, the Dodgers, and uh, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and, and put the D backs in. There I'm it is. Press. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And then I and then I got. Uh, I so guess, just just so we're clear, yeah, you have the defending National League champion Phillies out out. Yeah. Okay, I just oh. want to make sure we were clear on that. Okay, nice. yeah, out. all right. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, and then uh, let's see. I guess well, I won't do all the playoff series, but I do have the Braves coming out of the yeah. National League. We know, we know. that's a shock. Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we we're really we, shocked. We were shocked. I have the Braves. I have the Braves over the Padres in the uh, NL final, NL pennant, the NLCS. NLCS is what we uh, yeah, baseball people baseball. call it. Well, you win the pennant, so yeah. Seems like, the, seems like the I, Rangers I wanna, fandom is fading fast. I want a oh, Braves. A this I is just National Braves. Day. I want a Braves Rangers World Series so we can just see Pope on YouTube split in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Milk. I'd go to all no, the games. No, no, whoever wins is his favorite team. I'd go to all the games. I'd be wearing like that, you know, the the mom who has a kid and both yeah. teams. This is Chelsea. Except, except you don't have any kid playing. In no, no. So minor detail. How <laughs> different. You all just right. have commitment issues. Okay, so Bill, we're we're doing the, the National League. Remember, that's not the division with the Yankees. I'm going with the Houston Astros. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were in the National League. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I'll, I'm going to take. The Braves out of the East. God, the Central. I mean, I literally, it's, it's, look at these teams. It's so boring. Um, I'll, I guess I'll take Milwaukee. God. And I'm not buying the Padres. I'm absolute Dodgers. Their pitching is better than the Padres. I'll take LA. And then what? I've got, I need three wildcard teams. Make them up. Mets, Padres. I'm going to shake it up a little bit. Chicago Cubs. Whoa, there we go. Wow. Yep. Uh, and uh, Braves out of the National League. Yeah. Um, so the West uh, will be the Dodgers. The Central will be the Brewers. And the Braves will cakewalk in the East. Uh, but it will be similar to last year in that um I think we're gonna I think we're gonna look at almost actually I do think yeah it's gonna be the the Mets and the Phillies and the Padres uh in the wild card. The the Phillies will be okay. They're just they're gonna tread water and then it's gonna be very similar to last year. The second half they'll they'll get hot. I, I think I think um I think the Cubs, the Cubs just miss. All right, all right. Got to go with the Phillies. You got to, you got to take them. We'll be fine. <clears throat> Rooster, 
I think it's going to be the Padres out of the West, the Brewers, and the uh, Braves in the East. And I do think that the Phillies come back and get a wild card. Yeah. And my only question is, do the do the Mets implode soon enough that they don't even get a wild card? I'm kind of thinking that's probably what's going to happen. I'm giving a wild card to the Dodgers, the Phillies, and possibly the Cardinals again. Okay. They, always seem, they always seem to pull it out. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try and go with my, my brain and not my gut here. And this will be an epic failure. I got the Mets, the, the Brewers, and the Padres. And then for the wild cards, I've got the Braves, St. Louis, and the Dodgers. And I think the Padres, the Padres come through. Met, wow. Hmm. Mets over Braves. Uh, that's that's the one that just, it just, I mean, I like. You just got finished saying that no, the Mets. On, on paper, that should be correct. On paper, that that's should be correct. Saying, that's why I'm saying I'm going with my brain and my paper, but my heart tells me the Mets will, will shit the bed. Um, like they always do, but that's it. I'm, I'm, that's I'm like saying the, that's like saying the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers and therefore be in the Super Bowl. Right. They're I'm still the Jets. Out of this. I know it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. Anything else on on the National League House? I'm going to make sure that you have a front row seat to Juan Soto's induction at at Cooperstown. I'll be there with I will be there with you if he makes it. Okay. All right. That sounds like a good deal. All right. Um, hey, new segment. House, what do we what's our next segment? What's the newest segment? We got a buzzer beater. What are we trying to get in under the clock? Quick hitters here, right here. Buzzer beater. Which one is it? Buzzer beater. It's a buzzer beater. All right, I got a buzzer beater. Congratulations to Maddie Fitzpatrick on a nice. uh, overtime uh, expert free golf, winning the RBC Heritage at the uh, Ocean, the, whatever they called in Sea Pines down there. I don't even know what they call the actual course. You uh, live there. Sea Pines. It's called Sea Pines. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Sea Pines has multiple courses. So, uh, that explains um, it. Yeah. Harbor Town. Harbor, I think it's Harbor Town. Harbor uh, Town is the, is the actual course. Uh, but we were there on Thursday. You know, and and just uh, props to the PGA Tour on these uh, designated or elevated events. Uh, everybody was there that you cared to watch play, uh, and they were all competing uh, on Sunday, and it was really great to see. You know, this is a tournament that historically, because it's the week after the Masters, has not had all the biggest names in golf, and other than Rory, who's going to have to pay a pretty penny for skipping it. That's a uh, shame. Everybody else you cared to see was there. So that's that's my buzzer beater. And real quick, uh, can you tell our listeners what it's like to go to a golf tournament with your wife and mom? Was, <laughs> is that a pleasant experience? <laughs> On the advice of counsel, I uh, will be exercising my Fifth <laughs> Amendment rights at this <laughs> time. Okay. Uh, anybody else uh, have a buzzer beater? I'll, I'll follow that real quick. And, and you know, I'm not. I'm not going to eat crow, but I will say that there is uh, a level of interest, and they live 
uh, exhibition match in uh, Australia this weekend that we haven't seen before. They Norman finally is bringing Liv to Australia. They've sold out all of their passes, 60,000. There's a lot of buzz. Uh, if Liv's ever going to take off, it's got to be now with Phil at, T, you know, T2 and, and having uh, uh, Patrick Reed and um, well, Brooks. So, you know, um, I would, uh, uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to watch it, but I am watching to see what happens and what kind of reaction from a worldwide golf media that the live tournament gets this weekend. Wow. I, that's he's nervous. Yeah, well, I mean, he is nervous. I, I have to say, I didn't think we were going to have a punchable face this week. But wow. Pope, yeah, it could Pope be Pope next strong, week. Strong face <laughs> this is the first time I've heard a little chink in the armor right there. Yeah, ah, Masters wow. changed everything. Ooh. The Masters changed. Masters did. Yes, it I, did. I'm just, all I'm, I'm acknowledging reality and I'm interested. And I don't think it's going to be a big event. I don't think anybody's going to watch it. Nobody's going to change the channel to CW on on Sunday or sure, whatever. It's great golf. I guess what is it? Twelve a.m. What time? Yeah, it'll is be the, in the middle of the night. Anyway. Yeah, middle of the night. I mean, their ratings are going to be pathetic. But uh, look, I'm just giving a little bit of a shout out. That's that's all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, I've got one. As you guys know, I'm fascinated by the NFL draft and all that leads up to it. And one thing that's crazy is every year some stud inexplicably just drops like a lead balloon, you know, from, from being predicted to be like a top five or 10 pick to all sudden down, 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 down this year. It looks like it's Quentin Johnson, the stud wide receiver from TCU. I do not get this. That guy's a stud. I mean, he's a study first two years in the big 12. He averaged 22 yards a catch. He's got great footwork. He wins all the contested balls because he's so big and has big, long arms I mean, I just don't get it. I hope he drops to the Giants at number 26. Be interesting to see. He may. I think you're going to get Johnson or Addison in the first round. Yeah. Which you need, even though you don't have a quarterback. Um, my buzzer beater is for all you sports junkies out there that want to fill up your entire calendar, including from the time you wake up. This is the time to start watching Saturday and Sunday mornings on English Premier League. We only have about seven or eight games to go. There are 20 teams in the Premier League, and 11 of them are either in play to go up or go down. The beauty of Premier League and most other soccer leagues is that you can be relegated when you're in the bottom three. And there are uh, several teams that are, there are three teams within four points of falling to the bottom three. Um, so there's a lot of teams still in play that could get dropped down and up at the top. This is fascinating. Arsenal was running away with it and they choked in their last two matches. And now Man City with a game in hand is only four points behind and Man City is playing Arsenal at Etihad Stadium of Man City on Wednesday, April 26th. I predict that will be for all the marbles in the league because Arsenal has a really tough schedule remaining. There's some other really great interest in getting in the top four, which makes you eligible for Champions League or the fifth spot for European League, Europa League. So uh, there's a lot of teams in play there too. Eight teams are in the mix to get into one of those spots for uh, you know great play, uh, tournament play in the next season. So watch Premier League. There's only seven or eight games to go. And watch Arsenal Man City on Wednesday, April 26th for all the marbles, I think. How does, I, how does Zara's I, I, retirement affect all of that? 
Yeah, the Zaras are. T- oh, I'm no, no. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to do any spoilers here. But that's a big <laughs> one. Are you talking about Zava? Zava. Zava. Sorry, Zava. I thought he said Zava. <laughs> he said but- Zara. I said Zara, Zara, Zava. The mark, you know, the mark of Zara. We've already spent way too yeah. much time on it. I thought this was called buzzer beater. Yeah. Let me finish Wait. this off here. But I, I have I have a uh, retort on the buzzer beater from Rooster because I did think my hearing was going. You said the Giants have the 26th pick, which means the Cowboys have 25 now. Thank, appreciate that. <laughs> no, I think the Cowboys have 27. No, we have 26. Oh, Giants have 25. Oh, okay. All right. Damn it, Rooster. Damn it, Rooster. You know, you know, I'm not that worried about the facts too much. I'm just <laughs> running my mouth as usual. <laughs> All right. You got, a, you got a week to sharpen up. Um, you guys weren't going to cover the biggest story in sports that happened last week. We made money. I'll go ahead and do it. We made money on them in Vegas. House and I, Tampa Bay Rays, hide the major league baseball record for most consecutive wins at 13. I don't to care. Start what season, they to play. start, to start a season, to yeah. start a season. I'm sure Nace has some stat from the 1800s. that's going to say that I was wrong. There's some stupid team that did 30 games in a row, but in the During modern regular season. Yeah. Modern era, 13, uh, hell of a start. Wish we could have had 14, but that. Fucking Paul Miller screwed everything up. And uh, congratulations. Can't wait. Sucks to play a winning team. (laughs) (laughs) There are going to be some very interesting predictions next week, Milk. I can't wait. You know, very interesting predictions coming next week. No, I'm I'm sure there are. I cannot wait to bury the Yankees this year. I'm telling you right now, I'm not not even going to give you a wild card. Oh, 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 You do. I'm a little leery. I'm gonna do it. Don't don't punch your mom or your wife, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll lose some viewers or audience. Um, uh, I l- let's leave it here. I don't want to make this premature, but I'm thinking that we ought to be honoring and having naming rights on the punchable face of the week. And I just have to wait for the ink to dry before I make a motion to have the punchable face of the week named after one particular person into perpetuity. Ooh. Dan Snyder, punchable, Dan Snyder punchable face. Dan Snyder, punchable face. I got it. We got it. We got to see the ink dry. I mean, if you add him up, he's probably number one. <laughs> I, I think the Dan Snyder punchable face of the week is great. A Snyder and a lasso. And we have to we have to memorialize him because we won't hear about him much more once he sells. Yeah, he's yeah. in uh, just in the We're, criminal indictment. Whereas Dolan has a chance to catch up. That's well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, all right. I'm just going to leave it there. I don't want to jinx anything. If this actually happens, we will. I'll, I'll broadcast live from the parade in Washington. So who's got the inside uh, right now on getting the team? After Harris. All those- 
the Harris got this seven million dollar offer coming from somebody else. Billion, 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 billion with a B. Not to correct right. on the facts, but billion. Right. Yeah, billion. Um, I don't know. It sounds like a crypto bro thing, and and I'm I'm not I'm not real interested in it right now. I just want I want steady. I want somebody who's owned some teams. You know, we'll go through our process. Toby and I will hold hands and sing kumbaya as our teams go on to win various uh, respective championships in their sports. All right. You know, I, 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 I know that you guys uh, with Jerry and Dan are suffering as much as I want your teams to suffer. I actually, I actually do want you both to get owners. I mean, they're both despicable people. I just, I cannot stand the the face of either one of them. And if and you guys are hardcore fans, it it has got to be painful with either one of them. So as much as I want the Commanders to lose, I, I do want you to get a new owner. I I'll be happy for Washington fans on it. And that's that was tough for me to say. I, I guess I think I think we're better when Washington is competitive. I think it's it's a better league. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I won't well, go that. Far. We won't go. We won't go. <laughs> I don't want to get too far into it because, like I said, I won't jinx anything. But there's obviously been a lot of coverage locally about the history of the franchise and what Dan Snyder did to it. And there is an argument, a very strong argument, that it was at one point for a long time the premier franchise in the NFL, not just from wins and losses and you know three Super Bowls in nine years, nine seasons, but from the devotion that right. the fans had to the team and the team's involvement in the community. So it, it's, you know, the, the laughing stock that everybody's known the last quarter of a century um, is, is really unfortunate given the, the much longer history, but let's leave that there. Um, like I said, parade on signing day. Uh, who's got a lasso for us? House. So look, I mean, I I know I'm a homer. I get it. Um, and it's not often that you give a lasso to someone who just made $255 million. But I think everybody in sports knows that Jalen Hurts' story is a true lasso story. This is a guy who was benched in a title game, has to transfer out of his school because he's no, no longer the head honcho. He's run up in the Heisman and still can't get drafted in the first round. And after he gets drafted in the second round, because of a stereotype and what people think that he can't throw the ball, they basically make him a wildcat quarterback for a year. And he works really, really hard in the offseason. And he's a leader and he learns even better how to throw the ball. And he takes a team in consecutive years, first from nine and eight and a wild card then all the way to the Super Bowl where he had a stellar performance and came up a bad holding penalty short. But the guy is, uh, I think he's a good story in sports. And if the lasso is about good stories and like good people, I think Jalen Hurts and what he got today, that that's a good one. And yes, there might be bigger contracts coming up in the next couple of weeks. Maybe Burrow outpaces him. I don't know. Herbert. But, or Herbert, you know, but, but, 
But Jalen's story is a good one. And he's one of these rare people in sports where it's hard to find people that hate him. There's no reason to dislike to dislike Jalen or to not celebrate when good things happen to him. And normally when people get huge contracts like this, it's like, you know, there could be envy, jealousy, hate, whatever. I don't think anybody's saying like, oh, Jalen shouldn't have gotten that money. It was hard work and it pays off. It's good, good for young kids to see this story. And the story about how he got his agent and the people he surrounded himself with. I mean, he's he's just a good he's a good kid and and uh you know worthy of the uh, applause that he's getting for the way he holds himself out. Yeah, that story about Nicole Lynn, she literally slid into his DMs and was like, Do you have an agent yet? And he was like, Okay, we can talk. And <laughs> she's a black woman agent who was representing a Super Bowl quarterback and now has the highest contract in football. That's an amazing story, too. Yeah, that will be a story. And just think about it. it, You know, in this day and age where conversation (laughs) by insult is so in vogue, you can imagine lots of different players in the league, if they were in Jalen's shoes, what they the remarks they'd be making about Tua right now. He never does any of that. He's never like, yeah, you know, Wish, don't you wish you had kept me instead of two or any of that stuff? But a lot of pe- players in this league and others would be running their mouths about that. And he never, ever does that. No, he's a great teammate. Well, that's from the education he got at Oklahoma after he left Alabama. <laughs> after he got out of Alabama, right. right, right. And, right, the, and yes. the, uh, stellar coaching at Oklahoma turned him into a great, man. Great role models at OU. Yeah, that's right. That's the first time that sentence has ever been uttered. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's not possible. Oh, that note. Place to stop it. Yeah. All right. Good job, guys. Have a good week. Have a good week, everybody. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michaeler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.